This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning and welcome to the first day of December. Amen, honey. Now, in my mind, I've been in December for the past two months, but I'm happy that it is official for so many well, not just for so many, like for the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is December yes. officially. Uh, thank you for being here. We're excited for the holiday season ahead. It is also World AIDS Day, and we'll be doing our best uh, to keep you informed, to keep you inspired, uh, and to just honor those who we've lost and, uh, and, and, and honor those who continue to fight the good fight. You know, we're 40 years into this global pandemic, and uh, there have been many, many, many bright spots. Yeah. Uh, and it's revealed a lot about our community and a lot of beautiful things about our community. Yes. So we're going to uh, shed a light on that today as we honor those uh, who have either lost loved ones to AIDS or uh, are actually going through the battle themselves. Uh, Michaela, how you doing? It's Wednesday. We're halfway through the week. It's our it's our hump day. I'm doing great, honey. I'm doing fine. I'm panicking. Oh, no. Why? Okay, so Lisa's got to go out of town. So does Emil. What? Tonight. Stop. Yeah, he's flying to New York to the Nick Cannon show tonight. They're flying to first class overnight. He gets to sleep in a bed, and then he's coming back tomorrow. Okay, so Lisa's driving to Vegas to pick up her new car, and she said, I'll see you Thursday night. And I was like, Thursday night? What? So I'm like, okay, I got it. Tell me why, and maybe somebody can Google this. I, You know I already don't like to sleep alone. You already know that in the dollhouse I didn't like to sleep alone. Why did helicopters wake me up last night between the hours of, I don't know, 11.30 and 1 a.m.? <laughs> I think they were looking for somebody. It's because you live in that part of L.A. now where people fly over all Wait, the time. Wait, so she left yesterday? No, she's leaving this morning. Uh... But I had like a warning, like a test. Like, are you going to be okay helicopters looking for people. Now I'm scared. Well, you have the dogs to protect you or is she taking them? Well, I mean, I guess I have them to protect me, but Rocco would probably cuddle a robber. Mm. Like, he doesn't do anything. Yeah. So I gotta, like, man up. Bruno King- would have a vicious bite, though. Bruno doesn't care anymore. Yeah. Kingston Bruno's at the age, he's like, take it. Yeah. I don't even want it. Take her. Yeah. Take him. Yeah, Take bye. them all. Yeah, don't get, just, just, can I sleep? Leave the dog food. Yeah, yeah. And, and Rocco's like, just, can you take me for a walk? Hold me like a baby. Yeah, Kingston barks, but then he cuddles. He'll like bark ferociously for just a couple of barks if somebody's at the door. And then you come in and he licks you. So he's not really. But also he's in the doghouse right now. I think I asked how you're doing because I really wanted to let you know how I'm doing. I hear that. I woke up to my dog. He went number two in his kennel this morning. It's the second time he's done that this week. He hasn't done it in so many months. I think he has a tummy ache. 
So I spent the morning down on the hands and knees cleaning up that out of a kennel, which is a blast. If you've yeah. ever done that, it's really fun. It's riveting. Yeah, because he's got his kennel, then he also has really like plush. Yet we have a memory foam cushion. Listen, his kennel is super, super bougie. Um, and it's lovely until he goes to the bathroom in it. And then it's really hard to clean. Hear that. Now, that's what I was doing. So my fiance is going to wake up today before he has to get on his flight. He's shooting the real today during the afternoon the reel on fox then he's flying to new york city to shoot the nick cannon show tomorrow morning and then fly back he is an icon but he's gonna have to deal with the poopy uh little situation yeah listen no matter what kind of celebrity you are nothing humbles you more (laughs) than when you're gonna pick up your dog's own poop baby may i make a suggestion for you two yes sleepover Sleep. I know. I was thinking the same thing. That's why I was subtly asking if she had the dogs because I don't know if I can handle all the dogs in her house if they bark i don't know three dogs you can handle that no, it's not that I don't mind one in a, dogs. One in a poopy kennel, you'll be I fine. Don't mind the dogs. I the barking makes me nervous. If her dogs bark because they're in a different place than they're used to, I'm not allowed to have. You know what's funny? In all yes. in honesty, I the dogs. I feel like we gotta get Doc Halligan on because I feel like Ru, Runo and and Baco. That's my dogs. Bruno and Rocco, they know that they're in like a good place where they're comfortable. Because not only are they sleeping like all day and doing in what the they're new supposed apartment. to do, <gasps> they don't bark and they are yappers. I think it's like they know they're just super happy. They're stressed out at your old place. Yeah, it was too small. Yeah. Now they like run around. They do zoomies better than ever. I'm totally if, impressed. I wonder if they think you look smaller to them now in comparison to the larger space around you. Yes, yeah, so they have to take care of me. Yeah, they think you're one of them now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's time for you to take care of our listeners. It is time for news on the beat. All right, people. The White House proclaimed December 1st to be World AIDS Day, pledging to rededicate ourselves to building on the progress of the last four decades. Unlike the previous Republican administration, LGBTQ people were mentioned in President Joe Biden's proclamation. Biden pledged to continue the ongoing fight against HIV and listed several ways that the federal government plans to increase funding, support global partners, and provide vital health care to undeserved countries around the world. Inequality lies at the root of finally conquering the serious public health crisis, the administration says. Over the next year, they said they will focus on bridging that gap and promised that the voices of people with HIV are at the center of our work to end the HIV epidemic globally. Nearly 38 million people worldwide live with HIV. Ending the HIV epidemic is within our reach. And we are committed to finishing this work, the proclamation reads. The Trump administration made it a point to deliberately ignore LGBTQ people from World AIDS Day statements, even though the virus has a disproportionate impact on gay and bi men. Instead, he made wild promises about his ability to end the HIV epidemic. He also claimed he was the first president to honor World AIDS Day with the red ribbon. Trump even said that scientists had created an AIDS vaccine. How could you forget that? Uh, All right, let's get into a little bit of weather as we step into December. It's going to be a high of 79 in L.A., 75 in Vegas, 88 in Palm Springs, 77 in Houston, 79 in Miami, 84 in Phoenix, 70 in Atlanta, 48 in Chicago, 64 in St. Louis, a high of 88 in Cathedral City, and 88 in La Quinta. It's going to be nice. December who? A December to remember, if you will. Ooh, yes. All right, give us a vibe of the day. All right, I can do that. How very little can be done under the spirit of fear. It's not a good place to live. Trust me, I've been there. I've struggled with that my entire life. Absolutely. Uh, But you got to step out of it sometimes. uh, And step into the holiday spirit because... 
Odyssey and Channel Q bring you Happy Holiday, our exclusive holiday music station specially curated with all of your favorite LGBTQ artists and allies singing the biggest holiday hits of the season. We're talking artists like Sam Smith, Ariana Grande, Michaela Gordon, Mariah Carey, Madonna, Michaela Gordon, <laughs> Beyonce, Gaga, Michaela Gordon, Britney Spears, RuPaul, Sylvester, Michaela Gordon, hey, and others. Just search Happy Holiday on the Odyssey app to listen. Now, if you don't have the Odyssey app just yet, what are you waiting for? Head over to WeAreChannelQ.com right now and download it so you never miss a moment of your favorite morning duo or Michaela and I. Amen, honey. Your second favorite. First. Yeah. All right. Coming up, it's World AIDS Day. We're going to talk about how we got here and how far we've come. Coming up next. As we're in the midst of our own global pandemic currently with the uh, COVID-19 just making its way around the world and devastating communities and, and, and evolving and mutating in ways that are so, so scary, I take solace in the fact that the entire world has come together so very quickly, like really an unprecedented amount of time uh, to get vaccines into the arms of citizens and to come up with real ways to manage this crisis Mm -hmm. it's been scary but our scary lasted really like the intense scariness of it all lasted a few months yes and then it kind of comes in waves and bits and pieces but we're all still living pretty decent lives right now for the most part we wear masks when we go do things but we have answers and, and and living without answers can sometimes be the scariest thing in the entire... I think that's the scariest it's part the of it worst. all. It's You know, I always equate it to... Um, people often probably like to drive on the big open road. And for me, it actually gives me anxiety because I feel like it's just so open. Mm-hmm. There's no barriers. You're just in this wide open sure. road. And there's so much freedom there, but also so much unknown. It could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing. But it terrifies me yeah. until I get back on track. Well, I write about this in my book and I share this when I give motivational talks. It, it, I tell people when you've got a big goal or, or something big that you're tackling, it's so easy to think of like the end result and how you're going to get there seems impossible, right? Good, bad, or whatever. And so I give the analogy of uh, when I moved from New York City to Los Angeles, I drove cross country with a U-Haul. Right. And if I would have looked at that entire trip as a whole, it was overwhelming and scary to me. But when I look at what I can see in front of me, it's not so bad. Yeah. So really focus on basically what your headlights shine the light on. Yeah. Right. And that's it. Because once you get to the end of that, then your headlights are going to shine the light on a little bit further. Yeah. And then you tackle that little bit. And if you do that bit by bit, it doesn't seem quite so scary. That's right. And I say all this to say that as bad as things are now. I can't imagine what it must have been like to live in the 1980s as the AIDS and HIV pandemic started taking over the world. Because in 1981, a U.S. epidemiologist reported five cases of a rare form of pneumonia, is what they were calling it back then, in gay men here in the state of California. Some of them had died. Uh, they also reported unusual versions of skin cancer uh, that they identified in others. Okay, so that's 1981. Just to give you a time frame of how the HIV AIDS pandemic sort of took hold and how it was ignored uh, in the early in the early years. It wasn't until 1982 that they even called it AIDS, that they even used the term oh my a full God. year later, another year before they identified HIV. Okay, so now we now we're two years into this thing before they even come up with a name 
Okay. Then it wasn't until I believe around 1986 that they realized that they're actually one and the same. Can you imagine that? The fear in, in, in gay men in particular yeah. in the early 1980s. It took them five years to even identify what it was. Can you imagine well, what I, would have happened if it took us five years to identify COVID? Oh, I mean, please. Terrifying. Terrifying. But also, you know, it's so interesting in regards to the community because I, to be completely transparent, I don't know a world where gay people weren't fully accepted. Like, I grew up in a house where my mother was a lesbian. My grandmother was a lesbian. She was also in an interracial relationship. Like, that whole world was very open to me. So I can't imagine having an entire world think that being gay is a sin and then have this diagnosis that leads ultimately to death well, with death no sentence, cure yeah. and all of your friends. I mean, talk about lonely, talk about defeating, talk about just wanting to take your own life before this disease did. I mean, the emotions that they must have felt just devastating. Well, listen to this. So uh, in 19, around the mid 1990s, they finally, finally came up with a new class of drugs uh, that's a new combination of different antiretroviral therapies uh, called tritherapies, of course, that provide their first effective treatment for HIV. Uh, they're not a cure uh, and they are very costly. For many, many years, they remain costly. Um, but that was 1995, 1996. Now we're 14, 15 years into this thing. Just wrap your brain around that. Yeah. People who are upset about wearing a mask to go to the grocery store still or who are upset about having to get a vaccine. Men were begging for some sort of a vaccine back then, begging for any sort of treatment so that they would stop going to funerals of their loved ones and their friends yes. and their family, their chosen family. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So just just so I say all this to say when you when you are stressed about what's going on in the world right now, understandably so. Just try to take a moment and think how much worse this could have been because it wasn't until 1996, a full 15 years into the HIV AIDS crisis, that deaths in the United States finally started to decline. But by 1999, the year I graduated high school, 50 million infections globally. Oh my God. I mean, these are, this is, this is just, and, and some nations are still being hit so hard. You look at Africa, they're still being hit. and, And once again, as this is, it all comes full circle. We're looking at this like they call it the South African variant, the Omicron. It's not a South African variant. They were variant. They were just the first ones smart enough to 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 name to, it, to name it, mm-hmm. and and to see it and to acknowledge that it exists and to keep the rest of us safe. So instead of naming it after one of them or calling it the South African variant variant or the or the Brazilian variant or whatever whatever, maybe we should just acknowledge and say, hey, thank you for catching that, so we can we can keep on top of this because. It's doing what it does. Viruses do what they do. They mutate. They transform. Mm -hmm. And for other scientists to catch that for us is actually a a blessing because our community wishes there had been blessings like that and scientific advances in the 1980s and the 1990s that could have saved so, so many lives. So listen, we're 40, 40 years into this thing, and it's not lost on me that we're getting vaccines, what, nine months in, a year in or so in some cases, and we're 40 years in. There's still no vaccine for HIV or AIDS. Yeah. There's treatments that keep people alive, for make them undetectable and untransmittable, and that is all beautiful. Yeah. But where's the, where's the cure? 
Where is it? Where's the cure? Mm-hmm. Well, we'll always remember December 1st, World AIDS Day. We love our brothers and sisters who fought the fight, who lost the ones that they love. Who continue to fight the good yeah, fight. Yeah, of course. All right, coming up, a liquor shortage might affect holiday parties nationwide. What does that mean? Stock Will the parties oh. go on? <laughs> coming up next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. So one of the things that's really uh, been a bummer this pandemic, uh, more of a superficial bummer, if you will. Obviously, there's a loss of life and people are struggling to stay safe and, and we don't want to make light of that. But uh, other things have been affected by the global pandemic, such as the supply chain. Yes. For me, that meant furniture early on. We ordered the couch. It took forever to get here because the supply chain has been backed up. Same thing that affected toilet paper and paper towels early on. Right now, I could get through those things and the frustration of it all. Because my bar was fully stocked. Be honest. Drank mm-hmm. a lot of red wine early pandemic. I've Amen. talked about it many, many times. I drank red wine and had a nice box of Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its. Mm-hmm. There, there it is. That's my early <laughs> pandemic. Well, now the sirens are going off. Because this is a line, it's just it's been crossed and I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about it. Tell me. Because there might be a liquor you shortage. Sound so stressed. A, a liquor shortage. No. During the holidays. Not on my watch. Liquor, wine. Again, because of this 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 nationwide shipping issue that's I'm gonna going be honest on. with you. I'm gonna what, be honest what, with you. How, are we, what? how are we gonna get through this? I'll be honest with you. I went to the doctors and my doctor said Due to some blood work things, she wants me to completely clean up my diet this month and next month, which means no alcohol. So if I can't have alcohol, nobody can. You I did started this. the shortage. You did it. I created the article. So I text Biden. We're not going to be drinking glasses of vodka together to celebrate the holidays this year. Nobody is. And There's to celebrate no more the vodka. family members we love and the ones that we hate. <laughs> so 
both. We both have both. Listen, I I can't believe it. I feel like we felt like this last year, though, and then we had plenty of alcohol, right? I was buying six packs like left and right. There was one time we went to the we went to the store and came home with eighteen bottles of wine. Why eighteen? You might ask because if you go to the store, Ralph's out here or any major grocer across the country, you buy six at a time, you save thirty percent. So we would buy six packs. Oh my it's god, incredible. that's amazing! Mix and match your wines. You can mix them with liquor too. So oh. if you, you need to get a bottle of liquor, get some cheap wine. And no. You might actually mm-hmm, no. It's a good little. It's a good little hack. Yeah. And now's the time to do it. Because uh, our holidays might be a little extra dry. They're saying that the shortages will come over the next weeks and maybe even months. uh, And we'll hit every region of the country at some point. Okay, what would absolutely devastate you this holiday season if you could not get it in stock? Tito's vodka, probably. I know. I love me a dirty martini. I love a dirty martini. So during the holidays, I drink Tito's vodka, dirty martinis. I love them. Uh, I also drink eggnog with Southern Comfort. It's delicious. Oh, yeah. It's yummy. It's a vibe. Because uh-huh. uh, I don't really do like the brandy. It's just weird. Uh, and then the other thing that I really, really enjoy is a Coppola Claret wine. I gave it to you. It's got the little gold cage it's on delicious. it. Little, yeah. And it's a good, nice, decent priced bottle of wine. It's like 15 20 bucks, depending on when you get it. And those three things usually get me through the holidays. Now, Amen. I did give you a bottle of that wine last year for your birthday. And I somebody, loved it. Somebody else who works here at the station, not for our station, but for one of our sister stations, came in and said something very, very shady about that wine. Now, yeah, it hurt you, honey. That, per- that person's a wine snob. It's a $20 bottle of wine. Okay, but also, I literally drink menage a trois. So, yes. like, get out of here. It's not Opus One. Get out of here. But come on. Calm down. I will say, Menage a Trois is a good, like, $11 wine. I love a good Menage a Trois. I do, too. They what? make wine? Yes, they do. <laughs> okay, Sexy Justin. Time. What yeah. would you not Yeah, what's your, what's your go-to well holiday with? cocktail? Good old you... American Jack Daniels. Oh, yeah, that's okay. good. Yeah, I well, do that. It, it's funny that this comes up in our holiday parties next week. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying. Well, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this, Justin. So there was a year mm-hmm. I used to throw iconic holiday parties every single year. Then it, then they became like every third year and now whatever. I'm talking, I used to make like lobster bisque and then steam lobster, chop it up and put little pieces of lobster on top of it and make these little shooters. For, I, I was I would go all in. I'm Delicious. Such, I'm such a gay. And uh, one year somebody brought over a handle of Jack Daniels and we finished it and I ended up our Christmas party in my home, in my apartment back in the days, like 10, 12 years ago. And uh, I ended up the night lying down, spitting up on my balcony, <gasps> just sp- like spitting and being fed ice chips because I drank the whole bottle of Jack Daniels. Oh, my God. Woke up the next morning fully clothed next to my coworker who was also fully clothed, who was a female. She had her like knee-high leather boots. Yeah, but you would never do anything we, with that female. No, no, no. one's concerned. No, that's not the point. The point is we worked together, got up and went to work together the next morning in the same clothes we wore the night before and everybody knew it. Oh, oh. my God. So I don't drink a lot of Jack Daniels anymore. It's funny because that sounds more like a you know like a Jaeger story, but congratulations. Oh, no. Listen, oh. I have a Jack story. When I was like, oh, got an idiot. I must have been like 32. 19. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> no, not even 19. I think I was like 17. Uh, and I went home to Vegas, and my best friend at the time, Trisha, took me to a house party. And I didn't go to house parties ever, and I didn't drink. And so, Because you were 17. Yeah, hello. It's illegal. But, you know, a lot of high yeah. school kids do. Of course I did. So I went, and I was like, always the life of the party. And I was like, drinking, drinking. I remember waking up on her couch with a towel 
over my boobs. Like I had taken my top and bra off and I got up and I looked and I had throw up all in my hair. Mm. And her mom walked out and she was like, you good? And I was like, <laughs> please don't tell my mom. And Aww. she was like, go home. And the I was holidays. like, okay, bye. All right, coming up in What's Poppin', Kathy Griffin is opening up about after having lung cancer uh, and why she sounds so different coming up next. Listen, she's no longer on the D list. <clears throat> wow, my voice just changed. Right, That's honey. very appropriate for the story, too. She's no longer on the D list, but I don't know that she ever actually was. Uh, but she is back uh, in the headlines. Tell us why and what's popping. All right, so Kathy Griffin has had quite the controversial career, but everybody was really concerned when she announced that she had cancer. So it's such a relief that on Tuesday's episode of Jimmy Kimmel Live, she reveals her lung cancer diagnosis and where she's at currently. Take a listen. The doctors get it all. All, they got all yes. that lung cancer out so, of there. I'm cancer free. So that's incredible because uh, lung cancer can be absolutely deadly. That's how we lost Lisa's father. We were literally dating for our first six months when he passed away. It was so devastating. And I know that, you know, even just almost seven years later, it still really bothers Well, never Lisa. smoked a cigarette in her life. And yeah. that's the scary thing. Neither did Lisa's dad. Well, he was the epitome of health. That's the thing that would people say back in the day when the argument against, you know, secondhand smoke was so big. Like, that's exactly why. Totally. Because actually it can be worse for you if you're getting secondhand smoke is not being filtered you're just getting the excess totally uh so when she answered the audience sort of noticed that her voice sounded a little bit different they didn't know what was going on with the tone so she addresses it here's what she says listen to my voice so i had surgery you're not gonna believe this so i've never smoked but i got lung cancer and in august i had half of my left lung removed i'm not even kidding and so now they like put the intubation tube to rough on my vocal cord so now i'm like Minnie Mouse meets Marilyn Monroe. I'm not sure. I have to say, I kind of like birthday. it. <laughs> Listen, I'm happy that she can make jokes about it, and then we all get to laugh about the diagnosis because it could have been really deadly. She had quite the year, also last year. Was it when she lost her mother or the year prior? Yeah, uh, and it was it all, so sad. Listen, it all sort of blends together right now. 2020 yeah. and 2021 feel like one big just cluster F of a year. Yeah, it's been a lot. So uh, we're so happy in 2020. Yeah, so last right, year. The opening days of the pandemic, March 17th. Oh my God. And That's then literally stuck. like day two or three when we shut down. Yeah. Didn't we shut down around the 15th or 16th or yeah. something? Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. Well, we're so happy that she's feeling so much better and we send her all of our love. Now coming up in Red, White, and Q, Ryan Basham joins us on what Biden plans to do to end the epidemics, including World AIDS Day coming up next. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. Thank you so much for being here as we continue to recognize World AIDS Day. Coming up this hour, we're going to be talking to Ryan Basham, our political expert, about exactly that and what Joe Biden plans to do to end this 40-year-old epidemic. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's been going on long enough, and there have been major advancements in the fight against HIV and AIDS, but still more needs to be done. If we can find a vaccine for COVID-19 in a year, we can, we can also tackle this as well. Yes. So we're talking to Ryan Bashman about that coming up in about 13 minutes. Stick around for that. Currently, though, it is time for news on the beat. Okay, well, the White House proclaimed December 1st to be World AIDS Day, pledging to rededicate ourselves 
to building on the progress of the last four decades. Unlike the previous Republican administration, LGBTQ people were mentioned in President Joe Biden's proclamation. Biden pledged to continue the ongoing fight against HIV and listed several ways that the federal government plans to increase funding support global partners and provide vital health care to undeserved countries around the world. Now, inequality lies at the root of finally conquering the serious public health crisis, the administration says. Over the next year, they said they will focus on bridging that gap and promised that the voices of people with HIV are at the center of our work to end the HIV epidemic globally. Nearly 38 million people worldwide live with HIV. Ending the HIV epidemic is within our reach, and we are committed to finishing this work. The proclamation reads. I just want to step in and make sure that uh, know that this was your, your actual intention was not. It's underserved, not undeserved. Undeserved. Oh my god! I don't god. want it to sound like we're Thanks, saying sunny. they don't deserve Thanks, AIDS sunny. relief in certain countries. If there's a listener out there, I just oh want to make god. sure to protect yourself. You. Thank you so much. Of course, <laughs> underserved. Well, they may they might not deserve it. I don't know. They do. They Who do. Knows? They, they do. do. They do. Okay, got it. <laughs> okay, another news: the Supreme Court will hear oral arguments today in a case that could result in Roe v. Wade being overturned. The Mississippi law at issue bars most abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy, a standard that violates legal precedent set by the 1973 decision. Several such laws have been enacted across the country recently with the aim of getting the the Supreme Court to hear a direct channel challenge to Roe, honey. A similar law in Texas that drew widespread condemnation was allowed to go into effect in September, despite surprising skepticism from some conservative Supreme Court justices. That law is also before the court. While the high court's decision on both these laws could curtail abortion access in several ways, conservative legislators have long tried to get Roe overturned altogether. By one estimate from the pro-abortion rights, uh, 26 states are certain or likely to ban abortions if the precedent is overturned. Paula Canny, our attorney, will join us tomorrow at 7.20 to make sure to recap all of that for you. Now, another news, top U.S. government officials are considering stricter testing requirements for everyone traveling to the U.S. as concerns about the Omicron variant rise. These new requirements could include a COVID-19 test the day before a traveler's flight and having all travelers, including U.S. citizens and permanent residents, test again after getting home. Meanwhile, the Biden administration is working with vaccine manufacturers on contingency plans in case future coronavirus vaccines need to be modified to better fight new variants of the virus. One of the biggest concerns surrounding Omicron is the possibility of immune escape, in which a variant is so mutated from other known strains that it may evade protection of vaccines and treatments. All right, let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be a high of 79 in LA today, 75 in Vegas, 88 in Palm Springs, 79 in Houston, 64 in Kansas City, 66 in San Francisco, 68 in Atlanta, 43 in Buffalo, 46 in Cleveland, a high of 88 in Cathedral City, and 88 in La Quinta. That gives the vibe of the day. How very little can be done under the spirit of fear. Nothing can be done under the spirit of fear. Not a thing. You shouldn't be afraid of anything. You shouldn't be afraid of anything. You also shouldn't be afraid of those rising gas prices because they are rising. But they're terrifying. But we've got you covered because... Santa's coming early. Listen to Channel Q on the Odyssey app to win free weekly gas tank fill-ups and qualified for gas for an entire year. That's right, an entire year just 
Take us with you anywhere you go on the Odyssey app. Listen at home or on your smart speaker. Just ask Siri to play Channel Q and let Channel Q pick up your gas tab for a week or an entire year. So you have nothing to worry about. Love to see it. All right, coming up in Red, White, Q, Ryan Basham joins us on World AIDS Day and what Biden plans to do to end the epidemics coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. American, American, American. That's right, we are American, and we care about American things. God bless America. God bless America. 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 F yeah. What's that from? Am I right? I don't, America, F yeah. America, F yeah. Joe Dirt. Team America, World Police. Yeah, come on. Iconic stop I would stop literally motion. never, Cartoon. ever guess that. You'll watch it, it's hilarious. Uh, but the most American person I know... Is Ryan Basham, our political Amen. expert. He's here with Can us right now. Can we get the national anthem going for this guy? That's right. Ryan, how are you? I do, I do what I can. I'm good. <laughs> how are you? <laughs> good. Uh, so Joe Biden is uh, set to mark World AIDS Day with a new national HIV AIDS strategy. We're 40 years into this epidemic, uh, and he has a goal that he has set. Uh, what is that goal, and how does he plan on getting there? Well, um, you know, it sounds like uh, he wants to double down on the goal of um, – uh, eradicating uh, the AIDS epidemic by 2030, but you know that that goal has been set before. So some AIDS and uh, HIV activists are worried that it's not really going to amount to anything new. Well, why? Like, what? Well, what? He, do, do, do you think well, it's all fluff? Because I mean, on one hand, it's like it's nice to hear that he mentions us again because Donald Trump didn't for four years, so that feels like that was a bit of a setback. Uh, but also, I don't want lip service. I want action. What can he do to get to that goal by 2030? 
Well, you know, the, a couple of upsides to this um, announcement. The first being that he's more than doubling uh, uh, funding for this effort. And the other being that it's the first time that it explicitly recognizes that racism is a, a public health crisis. And the challenge is that, you know, every time the president goes to do something like this, it's important, but it also still has to go through Congress. Often, anyway, um, most of the time. So this money that, that, he's, that he wants to spend on this is not already approved. So it's going it's to go to Congress, a Congress with a very narrow Democratic majority, and, and uh, explicitly speaking, Republicans who don't like to spend money on anything that isn't uh, rich people. Um, so, so these plans can get pared down. Um, and, and so, rightfully so, folks in the HIV-AIDS activism community have felt let down before, felt disappointed before. So... I think it's fair to say, you know, we'll wait and see what happens if it actually all comes through the way that it is promised. Um, but, you know, something we can do is call our, our members of Congress and ask them to support this, um, this agenda. Yeah, I think it's really important. I, I We always talk about this, and I always go back to this. I think that it was very triggering for our community when we saw how quick the world responded to COVID-19 because it was a very different story when it came to, obviously, the AIDS pandemic. We did a story a few weeks ago with Dr. James Simmons that there actually could be a cure coming that could totally eradicate uh, the AIDS epidemic, but it doesn't stop the emotional uh, toll it took on so many of our community members. I mean, what do you say when people feel a little betrayed with how COVID nineteen was handled? Well, not not just um, emotional trauma. It's also in many ways um, interrupted the delivery of services for people who are living with HIV and AIDS. Um, it, it's uh, you know. It, I think it's easy to look at what's happened with the COVID nineteen pandemic and go. Um, Oh, I see. So if it's not just for the gays or if it's not just for black people, then we care about treating it. Um, and honestly, that's fair. Having said that, uh, the COVID-19 pandemic has killed a lot more Americans than HIV AIDS has. So I don't know. I think I think at the end of the day, the best we can probably do is come away with it and say, you know what? Uh, things have not always been perfect, but... There is a silver lining here in that um, mRNA vaccines as deployed for COVID have opened up a lot of opportunities for potential vaccines for HIV. So uh, regardless of how we feel, at least we can you know, take some comfort in knowing that one upside to this awful pandemic is that it may have made us take a leap closer to having a vaccine. It's really interesting you say that, too, because uh, t- to be fair, to your point, not not to discredit uh, the severity of HIV and AIDS, but but as of 2018, about 700,000 people have died of HIV AIDS in the United States since the beginning of the pandemic or epidemic. 700,000 people as of 2018 over a course of nearly 40 years we're at around 800,000 Americans over the course of the last year and a half. So to to be fair, yeah, yeah. not to discredit, uh, but there's major discrepancies uh, in in how uh, our our medical systems handle patients uh, with HIV and AIDS. Uh, and you can see the discrepancies go right down the race line. You can see how our trans community is treated differently. Is Joe Biden planning on addressing that, or is it just a blanket sort of fix-all solution that he's got planned? Well, and those lines are also drawn between um, economic classes. You know, I mean, the, the, it cuts, it slices a million ways, unfortunately, how how our medical system uh, treats different groups of people uh, differently. But um, explicit in this uh, announcement, in this statement, is um, 
using the whole of the federal government to solve some of these problems. That's something that, to a large extent, the president can do without Congress is uh, redirect the federal government and any federal agency to handle this differently or that differently, to set this priority or that priority. So so they're going out of their way to say, we're going to use our power and influence to uh, create better equity in our health care system as it applies to HIV AIDS. Um, and, you know, now it's incumbent on us to watch and wait and see. That's a word, yeah. Well, it's a word we're hearing a lot more of recently, equity. Yeah. And I, and I like it. I, yeah. I, we need to hear it more. Well, Ryan Basham, we want to continue this conversation with you for Red, White, and Q as Colorado Secretary of State says Trump supporters are chipping away at secure elections as they're placed in election oversight roles across the country. We'll discuss coming up next. I am American. That's right. We are American. One of the things that we take pride in is our democracy and our right to free and fair elections. Uh, Those elections are being challenged yet again by Republicans across Mm -hmm. the country, Trump Republicans to be specific. Uh, And here to help us make sense of it all is our political expert, Ryan Basham. Now, Ryan, Colorado Secretary of State is now saying Trump supporters are, quote, chipping away at secure elections as they're placed in election oversight across the country. How do we fight back? Because we we see time and time again, Democrats win popular votes nationwide. There are more registered Democrats than there are Republicans, yet we get clobbered at every turn. How on earth are they able to chip away at, at, at a fair election? Well, there are enough of them that are willing to be persistent over time, so that they can do things under cover of our not paying much of attention. Um, and it ends up working out really well for them. I mean, you know, during uh, the, the most recent uh, election when we were paying attention to the governor's races in New Jersey and Virginia, um, there were a whole bunch. Of, so in the state of Pennsylvania elects the people who oversee their local polling places. And, and in Pennsylvania, while we were paying attention to Virginia and New Jersey, uh, Pennsylvania had a whole bunch of write-in candidates for these um, elected uh, polling place running people um, and the people who inspect the ballots. And a whole bunch of those write-ins were people who were Trump supporters who believe in Stop the Steal and all that noise. I mean, this stuff is happening in several places across the country. And part of why it's happening so successfully is we're not paying that much attention to it because we're worried about bigger things. And that's that's not going to fly. That's going to get us in trouble. Well, what does bigger things mean, though? Because I don't think there's anything bigger than a free and fair election. It's the, it's the basis of what a democracy is. So, like, what what are we actually paying attention to? Listen, mm-hmm. I get it. Senator Warnock and Ossoff, that was a great win for mm-hmm. us. It felt like a lot of fun to see Georgia go blue. But I don't care if Georgia's blue if the entire country is going deep, deep red. Yeah, you know, um, I, it's kind of, I think, that thing where people care about what happens in their country, but they don't want to invest the energy that it takes to pay attention to their local city council race or their state legislature race or vote in an off-year election. It's the same thing. Most of us want, most of us would vote for Democrats if we didn't have gerrymandering and things keeping us from electing who we really want in Congress. Most of us um, uh, would like to be able to vote freely and fairly. Most of us want a lot of things. But most of us also don't want to have to pay attention in the off election time, don't want to have to pay attention to local races. And so we just focus on, you know, the president and maybe who our senators are. Um, And so what happens is we just 
stop looking for the stuff that's down ballot. Stop looking for what's happening in our own community. So what we have to do now is step up. We have to volunteer and go be at those polling places and make sure that the that whoever whoever people vote for their votes get counted. We have to start paying attention to to local races about little things like who's running our elections. It feels small and insignificant at the time, but it does end up becoming whether or not we get to keep our democracy. So we have to get more involved. Well, I will say that uh, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Ryan Basham for Red, White and Q. I think that you said something important that people aren't really paying attention to what's going on because I feel like when I started, when the election started, a lot of Trump supporters that I was friends with quit following me, which then I was able to like not follow them. But I'm finding now more and more people on my feed starting to support Trump. Just this morning, five minutes ago, this girl that I follow said, uh, had a Times article with Trump on the front that said, bring back Trump. I'm finding that more and more people are not happy with the Biden administration. And so they're going back thinking Trump is the answer. What do you say to those people? Um, you know, it's really lazy to think that we have to swing in these extremes in order for our country to move forward or to get anything done or for things to actually go well. The reality is that democracy is messy. It doesn't clean up in a tidy little bow. Um, it doesn't change overnight. And so our job is to not go extreme just because we don't like what's happening right now. doesn't mean we should go all the way back to uh, Donald Trump. The reality is there, there's nuance there. We have to be willing to, uh, observe to let things change slowly and to think critically uh, without thinking cynically. But, but what we want to do is snap our fingers. What we want to do is something that feels good because it's an easy answer. And that's why people voted for Donald Trump in the first place. We need to, for to people like that, I would say, pace yourself, think a little more um, deeply about this. What's the, what's the more complex answer here? And are you willing to look at it? Because that's where the truth lies is that this is a, Big, complex, democratic, uh, small D democratic country. Um, and maybe we need to be a little more um, uh, thoughtful about it than just, oh, well, I don't like how things are going right now. I'm going to switch to the other party. Listen, Ryan Basham, there's so many things you, that we could talk to you about today. We could talk to you about you know, this, this story coming out that Trump tested positive for COVID-19 ahead of his debate with Joe Biden in 2020. We could talk about the Supreme Court uh, taking on abortion, Roe v. Wade. We could talk to you about Chris Cuomo being ousted over at CNN oh, for Lord. helping his brother out. Uh, there's so there's many things lot. going on right now. Uh, Dr. Oz running for Senate as a Republican in Pennsylvania. Uh. Like, What is one thing you want listeners to take away right now that we can't dig into all these things but what 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 do you really want us to know what is something that you think will move the needle uh i think um uh, right now i would say take a few minutes every day and just look over what's happening in your country for now i want you to just start paying paying a little bit more attention than you were before because soon there are going to be a lot of choices to be made like who you're going to vote for who you're going to volunteer for who you're going to encourage your friends to support and it'll be much easier to do then if you're paying attention to the little details now like what's happening in the supreme court and like what's happening with dr oz yeah. well also with the supreme court i mean it's kind of a big deal for women to be like really it's a real it's a big yeah absolutely it is it's a big deal for every, it's, yeah. and it's not just because that's the thing people oftentimes try to like 
They think of it like, well, if I'm not a young woman, why does it affect me? Yeah. Please, but it affects every sisters, one of us. You have sisters, you have daughters, mm-hmm. you have best friends, and also we are literally, the, the our bodies are the carriers to the future generations. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's important stuff. Yeah. Thank you, as always, for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right, now, coming up, uh, AJ kind of touched on it as Dr. Oz announces his bid for the U.S. Senate seat in Pennsylvania, but it kind of doesn't make sense. We'll talk about it and what's popping. Every now and then, the worlds of pop culture and politics collide, and it's usually not a good outcome. Okay. Looking at you, Donald Trump. Okay. But uh, one famous daytime talk show host is now taking on politics. Michaela Gordon, what's popping? Good Lord, this story is crazy. Do you remember when like doctors just wanted to be doctors, lawyers just wanted to be lawyers, and famous people just wanted to go on Instagram and be IG influencers? And have but... lunch at the Ivy and the paparazzi yeah. can take photos of them for People Magazine? <laughs> yeah, those were the days. Joy, remember that segment? Stars, they're just like us. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not like that anymore, and Dr. Oz is making sure of it because it seems... He feels he's best suited now for politics as he announces his bid for a U.S. Senate seat in Pennsylvania. Take a listen. We lost too many lives, too many jobs, and too many opportunities because Washington got it wrong. They took away our freedom without making us safer and tried to kill our spirit and our dignity. As a heart surgeon, I know how precious life is. Pennsylvania needs a conservative who will put America first, one who can reignite our divine spark bravely fight for freedom and tell it like it is. That's why I'm running for Senate. I'm Dr. Oz, and I approve this message. Okay. I didn't know that he that he spoke so funny. He doesn't really I was just going to say, he's got, I, I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to be rude, but um, he does sound interesting. Now, uh, he has connections to Trump. In 2018, Trump appointed Oz to the Presidential Council on Sports, Fitness, and Nutrition, reappointing him to the position in 2020. Um, he also goes on to speak about COVID-19, what he thinks uh, the response was. Take a listen. I actually feel we're in a great crisis. And like you've been watching this and COVID really uh, broke the country in some ways. And I feel our values are, are under attack. So I've asked the voters of Pennsylvania to consider me for their senator for the uh, United States. Uh, and I'm going to serve America in his time of need the best of my ability. Oh. I mean... Uh- I'll tell you what, though. This will resonate in Pennsylvania. I'm yeah. from Ohio. It's not that different from Pennsylvania. He's saying things that a lot of even liberals are thinking and that, listen, uh, do I I think the guy's kind of a quack? He's said some pretty incredible, like wildly inaccurate things over the years on yeah. his talk show to get ratings. Um, but the, the conversation about the government overstepping and the government making these rash decisions not based on medicine or science, that will resonate because they have. And we're two years into this thing now, and I'm at the point I'm vaccinated. I'm, I don't want more lockdowns. I don't want more restrictions. Get vaccinated or I'm sorry what happens to you. Like, you have the option. They're free. Go get them. Yeah. I don't want to make sacrifices in my life for other people uh, anymore. And so I, that will resonate. I, I'm Listen, I'm telling you, I'm very surprised to see some of the people that I follow really taking a stand and wanting to go with Trump now very abruptly. And well, it, that's insane. No, I, 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 yeah, I, it may be insane, resonate. but that's yeah. happening. It doesn't resonate with me, but it's happening. I don't know that it's happening. I think that people are are not as excited by Joe Biden right now. 
and maybe some people in your circle that you're seeing are feeling that way. I don't think that Trump is growing his base right now. I think that people are... I think that people are afraid to say that they're unhappy with Biden and now sure. they're going to go to Trump. I really believe that yeah. because I've seen a few people and I'm like, what is happening? And I think that that's just something that you have to be honestly having the conversation about, be it because they didn't want to get vaccinated, be it because they're not I, happy with I gas prices. Yeah, I low-key hope Trump runs again in 2024. He's lost two popular elections. I, I, mean, I don't think he'll win. No, I don't think he will either. I think that I think that Joe Biden's best bet at winning again, if he does in fact run, is Donald Trump running. Yeah. I think that if he runs against him, Joe Biden wins again. But I, I, I'm not thrilled about Joe Biden either. Although he's accomplishing things, I get it. He's not the most exciting guy in the world. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I understand that. Yeah. Well, we'll continue keeping you updated. I'm not excited about Dr. Oz, that's for sure. Nope. Uh, all right. Well, coming up, it's World AIDS Day. Uh, we're going to go through a timeline of how we got to where we are today. Coming up next. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Ay, 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 Wednesdays. It's all downhill from here, Michaela. Get us through this time, Lord. Get us through this time. Yeah, they call it Wednesday a hump day, but I feel like it's actually a little bit of the opposite. It's more of a dip. Yeah, it is. Like, we're at the lowest point right now. Mm -hmm, You're right. And then we have to climb our way back up. Literally. Exhausted. Yes. A lot going on in the news this week. It's the first day of December. We're excited about the holidays. There's so many things happening right now. There really are. Um, Not only are we still battling COVID-19, the world of politics is upside down again. Uh, So much going on. But we are honoring uh, World AIDS Day today and remembering those who have lost loved ones uh, while continuing to, to fight for a full vaccine and a cure so that we no longer have to think about HIV AIDS. It completely can be uh, uh, eradicated. Um, And we're going to get to that story in just a moment. But there was tragedy once again yesterday in in a state uh, near my home. Uh, Michaela Gordon, what's going on in News on the Beat? Well, three people are dead and eight more are seriously injured after a mass shooting at Oxford High School in Oxford, Michigan. All three who were killed and most of the wounded were students. The suspect, a 15-year-old sophomore at the school, was taken into custody as police arrived on the scene. His parents have hired an attorney and have not let him talk to police, authorities said. Now, the weapon recovered by law enforcement at the scene, a 9mm semi-automatic pistol, was bought Friday by the suspect's father, authorities said. Investigators have a tremendous amount of video footage to examine as they work to gather more information about the incident, and they are also looking at the suspect's social media accounts. Interesting that his father bought the gun just Friday. And this kid decides to go on a rampage. It's also interesting that they apprehended him alive. Oftentimes, these shootings end with with you know this young white man usually taking his life. Um, it, it's just I tragic. feel like the the past couple of shootings that we've reported though, those young men have stayed alive and have walked out. I don't know if it's now like a glorified thing or they want it's like a different mentality well i'm just going to say this and and this and i have nothing to base this on other than my gut instinct because these things have been happening for so many years but you see somebody like kyle rittenhouse 
walk free yeah. for murdering, and I'm going to say the word murdering specifically for a purpose, murdering two people and shooting a third, and then he walks free, and not just as he walked free, he gets a conversation with President Trump, and he's praised on Fox News. Yeah, they dubbed him you, a you hero. you got to be super clear about what sort of message that sends to young people, especially young white boys whose maybe dads feel a certain way about the way the country's going. It's just really well, disheartening listen, to me. Well, listen, white men are having the biggest issue right now, even young white men. Mm-hmm. They want to feel relevant. They want to feel important. They want to feel, feel like tough guys. aside. Justin? It's not just Kyle Rittenhouse. I mean, think about the Charleston shooter. Think about yes. Marjorie Stoneman yes. Douglas. Yes. All those guys, all those white white kids. What, These poor, poor up. boys. Yeah. They have mental all health alive. issues. All the unarmed black kids. Dead. Yeah. Trayvon Martin getting some Skittles, you know, yeah. and, and a tea. Listen, Sandra Bullock had a phenomenal interview yesterday uh, for The Unforgivable where she talks about what it's like raising a black son. And it was so devastating. And those are the conversations that we have to have. And she she says, she talks about Trayvon Martin, about how she told her son, you cannot go outside with a hoodie on. And she says, I'm very honest with him. And I let him know that the world is not as safe as it is in this house. And I have to let him know because at the end of the day, it is my job to protect him. And he needs to know what he's walking out into the it's world. It's very real. And any person who doesn't acknowledge that is insane. They're yeah. living under a rock. My partner's black and he doesn't wear hoodies in certain situations. You know, depending on where we are, there's certain restaurants. He, he, I remember one time he didn't want to go into, well, because he felt like he looked a little bit too gay, too. He was black and gay and didn't want to walk into a Popeye's in a certain part of Los Angeles because of, like, the demographic there. And that was, that's a little bit of a different situation. But, like, black men have to think about these things constantly and know their surroundings. And these young white boys just get away with it. They shoot people and walk and out And then free. they get celebrated by Donald Trump and Fox News. Absolutely. It's absurd. Alright, let's get into some weather. It's going to be a high of 80 in La Quinta, 80 in Cathedral City, 64 in St. Louis, 48 in Chicago, 68 in Atlanta, 66 in San Francisco, 77 in Houston, 75 in Vegas, 79 in LA, and 48 in New York. Now give us a vibe of the day. How very little can be done under the spirit of fear. Fear is not a way to live your life. No, it is Let it not. Go. So speaking of spirit, we're in the Christmas spirit because Odyssey and Channel Q bring you Happy Holiday, our exclusive holiday music station specially curated with all of your favorite LGBTQ plus artists and allies singing the biggest holiday hits of the season. We're talking artists like Sam Smith, Ariana Grande, Mariah Carey, Madonna, and more. Just search Happy Holiday on the Odyssey app and listen now. You might even catch a little song called Sugar and Spice by Michaela Gordon. Say what? It's a good one. Honey, it sure is. It grows on you. It does. All right, coming up, it is World AIDS Day. We're going to go through the timeline of how we got to where we're at today and what you need to know coming up next. Ay, ay, ay. Weddings are complicated. A lot of emotions involved. I RSVP'd to our producer's wedding. Got everybody rallied up to go. Amen. And then I booked a gig in San Francisco a week yes, before. Yes, you did, honey. Had to back out. That was awkward. Yes. Had to uh, reply to a wedding just yesterday to a dear friend of ours and said, can't make it. Sorry, we have too much going on this weekend. That was awkward. Yes. Had to decide who to invite and not to invite to mine because I've got friends I've had for 40 years and some of them didn't get invited. Amen. That's awkward. Weddings are complicated. Yeah, they are. Uh, but this one, uh, we're going to let you decide who's the a-hole here. It's another time time for another round of am I the a-hole. A woman is considering refusing an invitation to her own sister's wedding because 
her girlfriend was not invited because her sister's future husband, the groom, is anti-gay. She took to Reddit to figure this one out and to get people's opinions. She said, although her own family is supportive, her new brother-in-law's family are very regressive and religious. She said it's it's fine. His extended family is very traditional and anti-gay, but the bride gave the Redditor uh, the invitation in person and explained that she wasn't giving a plus one because having a gay couple at the wedding would likely end up causing lots of drama with his side of the family. Oh, God. However, all of the other siblings who are heterosexual and in relationships have received plus ones for their partner. She said, I understand where she's coming from, but it still feels like such a slap in the face. I'm not going to try and force her to give me a plus one, but I'm seriously considering not going. I love my sister, but I'm not comfortable spending a whole day alone while my other siblings are allowed to bring their partners just because my sister wants to cater to a bunch of bigots. She concluded the post by asking for outsider opinions on whether or not she will be the a-hole if she decides to stay at home. Woo! That's tough and kind of relatable. My sister, my only full-blooded sibling in the entire world, uh, recently took me out for my birthday, for my dinner a few months ago, broke down crying and said that because of her newfound religious beliefs, she doesn't believe that I'm living in Christ's vision for my life and that she couldn't imagine going to my wedding because she would break down in tears over the heartbreak she would be feeling and they'd be tears of sadness, she told me, at my dinner. So I can relate to this and I had to process it, but... It's interesting because before Viv died, I used to go see my family a lot, really just for Viv. But my cousins, I know they love me so much. I'm also the fullest black sheep of the family. I could not be any more different than them. And I would go with Lisa, holding hands with Lisa, and they were very nice to Lisa. They didn't go out of their way to talk to Lisa. Lisa often felt like when we would leave, she was really uncomfortable just because no one really made an effort to get to know her. And I told her they're all losers and it doesn't matter anyway. Once my grandma kicks the bucket, we don't have to do this anymore. She sure kicked it. She kicked it, honey, like a soccer ball. And now we don't do holiday events with them. And my cousin texted me the other day and he said, hey, like, are we going to see you? And I was like, let's just cut the crap. Like, none of us really get a lot. Like, we love each other, but you don't agree with my ways of living. I don't agree with your ways of living. And so I feel like it's just easier for us to, if we have to be together, we will be. Well, to be fair, I feel like it's a little bit different. I feel like they don't agree with your way of life. You don't agree with the way they judge you. Yeah, totally. To be fair, like you're not telling them not to live their lives the way they live them. Oh my God, no, no, no. Exactly. Yes, 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 yes. yes. It is different. Totally. It is, it is. Because I feel like I also, I don't want to go where I'm not celebrated. Of course. And I'm getting too old. So for this woman, I do understand where it's like you want to be there for this special day, but also like it is uncomfortable getting mocked at and laughed at. If your sister, listen, this one's cut and dry to me. If your sister is willing to put her future husband's family ahead of your wants and needs as a sibling? F that, sister. Yep. You're not being an a-hole. You stay home. Go out and have a wonderful dinner with your girlfriend. Totally. That's what you do because there is no place for that. Especially, listen, I get it. Your, your sister might be in an uncomfortable position, but no, 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 no. The bride, it is her job to say, listen. I understand that you might not understand my sister and the way she lives her life. Day. I know, but she needs to say to her groom's family, no, yeah. you might not understand it, but it's not your day. It's mine. And totally. I want my sister there with me. And she's important. And her partner's important to me. Because by not doing that, 
you're taking a side. Yeah. You're very clearly choosing a side, and it's not the side of your sister. Yeah, and I think that, you know, one thing that we're learning, something I've always been pretty adamant about is I don't speak to my family. I don't do anything out of guilt. If you don't no. treat me right, I'm not speaking to you. I've chosen so many people that celebrate me with so much love. That's who I want to be yes. surrounded by. Blood is thicker than water. What does that even mean? Nothing. Who cares? It's not. Who cares how thick it is? Okay, well, you need water to live. Absolutely. It you, takes up you, more than your body, listen, than blood. You okay. do, that's true, but you do need blood you do to live, need too. Blood so to live. You, I, you're on the right track you saved it <laughs> you do way. also you need, well you need water to live Kaylee you know it's inside of you right it's literally the way you go that's <laughs> why you did you go that's right oh god wait no <laughs> no, 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 no 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 well you kept going <laughs> so so what we're taking away from today is that you need blood and water to live ladies and gentlemen so do with that what you will but you know what? you can turn water into wine and I prefer wine over blood anytime amen yeah you're listening to The Morning Beat. It's time for another round of What's Poppin'. Michaela, what do you got? Okay, well, this is um, interesting. VH1's Naughty or Nice brings the raunch to adult Christmas movies. And I'm going to be honest, I'm here for it. I'm so sick of Lifetime. I even tried to start that Kristen Stewart and Dan Levy movie. But I need real adult Christmas movies. And that's why we can count on VH1. Uh, it's sexing up the holidays this year with the slate of Naughty or Nice. The slate also includes The Bitch Who Stole Christmas, starring RuPaul. Let's Get Married, in which women at a bachelorette party talk graphically about sex. And Miracles Across 125th Street, starring Nick Cannon. We wanted to break the mold in a loud way. Nina L. Diaz, president of content for MTV Entertainment Group, told the LA Times, Christmas movies usually offer comfort food, which is great, but Christmas films that are disruptive, edgy, and more diverse are long overdue. And, you know, I think it's very important that we start having this content because nothing can put somebody in depression more than, like, happy families getting together oh, this for is, the holidays. This is so real. My partner and I had a come-to-Jesus moment yesterday, which is weird that we even say come-to-Jesus, right? Uh, but we had a serious moment where he had to, like, speak some truth into me, and he's like, listen, AJ, if you don't want to put anything on that tree this year and just leave it lit up, it's beautiful. If you don't want to wrap all of our frames like Christmas presents this year, they're great. Let it if go. you don't want to put fake snow everywhere to make it, like, perfect, it's I don't care. It's okay. We don't have you don't have to do everything for everybody. You don't need to host all the holiday parties. You don't need to make it perfect and snuggle like snuggly for everybody. You don't have to do any of that. No. At all. No. We love our home. It can be exactly like it is right now. Hang some stockings, we're done. Yes. Because we put such a pressure on ourselves to create this like Bing Crosby sort of perfect white Christmas every year. And the fact of the matter is we're still two years into a global pandemic that you know, sees no end in sight. Racism is real. Sexism is real. All the transphobia, all the isms are real. Shootings are real. Homophobia, all of it. And it is very real. Uh, there's another school shooting just yesterday in Michigan. Like, it's a lot. Yeah. So, like, it's not the easiest time of year for everyone, and that's okay. It's not. It, it's going to be totally okay. And I think that this is the content that I want to watch. Uh, Michelle Visage teams up with Kim Petras and uh, Charo. Like, show me that yes. for Christmas. Yes. yes, honey. All right, coming up in our final hour uh, from Desert AIDS Project, director on community health, uh, joins us to talk about how we're fighting the AIDS epidemic today. Uh, CJ Tobe joins us next. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. Michaela's got the latest for you on the Supreme Court hearing uh, of their challenges. Essentially, uh, a new challenge to Roe v. Wade. Moments ago, 
uh, Justice Kavanaugh did signify that he is open to limiting abortion rights for women across the country. It's a big deal. Uh, but what do you know, Michaela? What's going on? Well, the Supreme Court will hear oral arguments today in a case that could result in Roe v. Wade being overturned. The Mississippi law at issue bars most abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy, a standard law that violates legal precedent set by the 1973 decision. Several such laws have been enacted across the country recently with the aim of getting the Supreme Court to hear a direct challenge to Roe. A similar law in Texas that drew widespread condemnation was allowed to go into effect in September, despite surprising skepticism from some conservative Supreme Court justices. That law is also before the court. Now, while the high court's decision on both these laws could curtail abortion access in several ways, uh, it's, we're going to have uh, Attorney Paula Candy on to join us because Justice Brett Kavanaugh asked a question uh, that seems aimed at the arguments made by abortion rights advocates that a decision overturning Roe v. Wade would be steps towards the Supreme Court eventually issuing a decision that would outlaw abortion nationwide. Kavanaugh asked Mississippi Solicitor General Scott Stewart to confirm that his state is not making an argument that the court should prohibit abortion. Mississippi is arguing that the Constitution is silent or neutral on the abortion question. Kavanaugh asked Stewart to confirm, which he did. We're saying it's left to the people, Your Honor. Kavanaugh suggested that a majority of states, or at least many states, would maintain abortion access. I don't think anybody would be moving to change their laws in a more restrictive direction, Stewart said. Uh, you know, look, <clears throat> this is like very personal, but I've been going through my own fertility journey and I have never had an abortion. Um, and it seems that with this certain way that things are going for me, there could be issues with my fertility, which we are taking on. And I think that devastates, you know, me, it devastated my partner. I told you as my best friend and it's something that we're just working through. It's, it's very personal. Um, anybody telling me anything about my body or my reproductive system or my child, I want to hear nothing about. And you cannot tell me that if a woman is raped, if a woman, uh, because a man couldn't control himself, raped her and she has to give birth to this baby, that's already such a difficult decision to make. You don't want to not give life to this seeming baby. You also don't want to rape this baby. There's just so many different conversations that are had around this. I've had so many issues with Kavanaugh since the very beginning. I think he's so misogynistic. And I think that this is just a huge power play that I'm so over talking about. Well, also, also, and this and this is a conversation that, that many people miss in our community as well. Yeah, of course. Do you, do you want to have the choice because you might get raped or there might be issues or whatever? Sure. Also, if you want to make the effing choice because it's your body, you should be allowed to and not have to explain it to a single human being. But also, yeah, but, 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 but a also, thousand percent. Like, but people are always like, well, I guess if you can't, I guess if we can finally prove that being gay is, is biological and you didn't choose it, then I guess we're going to be okay with it. Also, if I also chose it, and that's also okay. It's no, the same and to sort of your line point. Thinking, no, no, thinking. when you said that, it reminded me of the fact that there are no, uh, there's nothing being done to men. There's nothing that men need to do to stay safe. They can do whatever they want. It still always falls on the women and her responsibility. Yet you impregnate her and then tell her what to do with that baby. It just all seems so flip-flopped. And uh, we're going to, uh, what does that say, Justin? Well, uh, in... I put in in the news also Justice Amy Coney Barrett returned to the to a theme that's been brought up during the hearing, which was the viability of ad- adoption, 
and you know kind of saying that oh because we have the ability to you know give up a child after after your pregnancy who's taking care of those children exactly those those houses there are no more room for adopted children I was talking to a woman the other day and she said it's actually my gynecologist and she is in the middle of trying to foster a baby who was addicted to heroin who she tried to take care of she said Michaela they give a stuffed animal to every child when they enter a new home there are some children that have 40 stuffed animals they've been passed around from 40 different homes because people did not want to take care of them and it shows through their stupid stuffed animal then on top of it the people that do want to adopt which is the lgbtq community are not allowed well yeah let's talk about let's talk about how conservatives feel about about kids after the fetus after it's actually born because they don't want to put money into programs uh, like foster care uh, or fix the programs that do exist or but, create any new ones and they don't want to allow us to adopt them. Honestly, and I don't really like to always have these very controversial conversations, but I would love to invite some sort of Republican that has these beliefs to really bring them on the show and understand where they're coming from in regards to telling a woman what to do with her body, in uh, letting a child of rape be born, and then it just saying, oh, we can put them in adoption, but only certain people can adopt and the homes are so all full. Like, I don't get it. Well, and then you're also forgetting the, you know, ability that complications can happen and people can, be, you know, be in serious health consequences because of carrying a child to full term. Absolutely. I, I mean, it's nuts to me. This whole, I can't, the fact that we're talking about this still just irritates me. All right, let's get into a little weather. It's going to be a high of 48 in New York, 77 in L.A., 75 in Vegas, 88 in Palm Springs, 77 in Houston, 66 in San Francisco, 57 in Seattle, 46 in Buffalo, 46 in Cleveland, 66 in Sacramento, and 88 in Cathedral City. Now give us a vibe of the day. Here's your vibe of the day. How very little can be done under the spirit of fear. Don't be afraid. Just keep moving. Don't be afraid. All right. Well, it is World AIDS Day. Uh, Desert AIDS Projects Director on Community Health joins us to talk about how we are fighting the AIDS panda epidemic today and what we need to know coming up. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. Thank you so much for joining us as we continue to recognize uh, uh, AIDS Awareness Day, World AIDS Day. Uh, it's important that we have conversations that move the needle forward, uh, and sometimes we get a little bit lost in how we should do that. So we've mm-hmm. actually got uh, someone joining us right now from the Desert AIDS Project. Uh, he's the Director of Community Health. Uh, uh, CJ, how are you doing? Good morning. I, I'm doing well on this Wednesday morning. How are you? We're, we're doing great, honey. We're doing honey. well. We're doing well. Thanks you know, for joining us. A lot of the conversations we're having, you know, about uh, the HIV and AIDS epidemic that we're still very much in. Uh, there's been so much movement, so much good news, but there's still so much left to be done. Some people feel a little bit like the COVID pandemic got such a quick, swift reaction from the world. And here we are marking 40 years of HIV uh, with the first reported cases coming out 40 years ago. Um, And people are calling for the Centers for Disease Control to do more, the World Health Organization to do more. Um, What what is actually going on? What do you want us to know? Well, I I first want to say that, yes, the response to the COVID pandemic has been faster. Um, Obviously, getting vaccines out there, multiple vaccines, where HIV currently has none. Um, But the HIV virus and the coronavirus are two completely different viruses and and are completely handled differently. Um, The HIV virus replicates, and there's a whole bunch into that that a medical professional can explain better than I can. Um, But they're two completely different viruses, which which is why we're, we're 40 years now 40 years plus uh, since the first AIDS case in San Francisco here in the United States. 
and we still don't have a vaccine. Um, and, and I would say the one thing that I think is significantly important, because a lot of people say HIV today is not a death sentence, and they are correct. It's not a death sentence. However, that is only if people know their status, are seeing their doctor, and taking their medication every single day to become undetectable. And, mm. and detectable is where someone living with HIV can take medication daily and reduce the amount of virus so low that they actually cannot transmit HIV to a negative sex partner. It's also known as U equals U, and it has been a game changer in HIV prevention and care. Mm, and it's so important to remind us. Thank you for that reminder. So important. Well, uh, let's talk about the DAP Health is expanding access to sexual health in its Orange Clinic. Tell us about the changes your team made to ensure testing and treatment is free to those who need it, because I think that's usually the common issue. People want it, and it's just not available. So what you're doing is incredible. It is. And, and the leadership in that team right now um, in the Orange Clinic has been phenomenal. Uh, I actually just saw the data for November and we've seen the most patients um, in the month of November than we've ever seen. We started 40 new people on PrEP. And I really think um, the reason to all of this is that we eliminated the cost barrier starting in July when we opened the Orange Clinic, the walk-in STI clinic here at GAP Health. We, we were looking at data and, and we started to see that people coming into the clinic, one, um, they, they were upset because of wait times, right? We were the only really readily available um, STI clinic in the area that where you could walk in and get seen. So we increased staffing. We eliminated the cost barrier. So now anybody can walk in. We obviously encourage appointments, um, but it's improved access. And, and when you talk about health, health equity and, and what an organization can do to really meet people who are most impacted by, yes, the coronavirus, HIV, addiction, it's about improving access and eliminating any barriers preventing people from coming into our doors and accessing services. And that's exactly what we've done in the sexual wellness clinic. The Orange Clinic is we've made every service in that clinic free. Oh, CJ, thank you so much uh, for joining us. CJ, is your last name Tobe or Toby? It's Toby. Toby, okay. It's spelled differently where I come from. There's an H in it where I come from. So I just want to make sure I, I got your name correct. Uh, you're the Director of Community Health and Sexual Wellness for the Desert AIDS Project. Uh, so thank you so much for joining us and for mm-hmm. being here. You know, stigma keeps many from getting an HIV test to begin with. Uh, you talked about a little about U equals U, the campaign seeking to change that. Um, but but what other steps are you doing to help destigmatize the conversation around HIV and AIDS? A lot of people, I think, are still kind of stuck in the 1980s, the 1990s, and looking at it, like you said, as a death sentence. Now, beyond the fact that you can live a full life uh, and, 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 and live with HIV or AIDS, uh, what other ways are you trying to destigmatize uh, that stigma? Well, I think the more we talk about it, the more people get comfortable with talking about sex, talking about HIV, and having those conversations and getting that education, right? The more we talk about something, the more comfortable we get and the more educated we get. So the community health department, we we do education um, across the entire county, whether it is um, two urgent care clinicians, whether it is the schools, whether it's recovery and treatment centers. Um, It could be pop-up events or resource fairs that we go to to provide um, education. Uh, the Boys and Girls Club of Palm Springs, for example. Uh, we, we, we do education literally anywhere and everywhere um, in the county, whether we're asked or, or whether we show up. Um, and I think that the biggest key, too, is, is a lot of people feel the, the stigma and shame um, with, with sex, with, with even wanting to like, come in and, and get tested for HIV or STIs. And so coming into an atmosphere, whether you see us in the community at an outreach table, whether you see us in our mobile clinic, 
um, that is now blue and it says DAP Health on it, or when you come into our Orange Clinic to get in-person uh, sexual wellness services, you're going to be coming into an environment where we're going to listen to you. We're, we're, we're going to care for you, and we're going to give you services free of judgment and now free of cost. Well, I think that's incredible. Um, I do want to talk about reports indicating that Latino men are more at risk for HIV. What is DAP Health doing to reach specifically to that community? So a lot of the education that that I talked to um, just spoke about, we're we're doing a lot of that in the Latino population. Um, And we also use our mobile clinic, um, which we bought back in 2014, um, and it was orange, and, and we were doing HIV testing um, during the Get Tested campaign. Now, we've, we've rebranded into DAP Health. The mobile clinic is now blue, and we have an RN that is now in that mobile clinic. And what we're doing is we're using that mobile clinic to go to the people who are 20, 30, and 40 minutes away from here into the Latino communities to say, hey, we're here. Come see us if you want to get tested. If you need links to insurance or primary care, let us help you. Maybe, maybe some people need food or they need to Gatorade, and we have all of that right there in that mobile clinic as well to be able to, to provide to them. And the biggest news that I want to share um, with you today, and this is the first time I've publicly been able to speak about it, um, about how we're reaching out to the Latino population, is we just executed a contract um, to open a sexual wellness prep clinic in Indio um, beginning in June of 2022. And we are extremely ecstatic to be able to provide this free sexual wellness services uh, through the clinic in Indio um, in the next seven months. Wow, that is fantastic. That's amazing. Congratulations on that. Yeah. And thank you for bringing that to us here at The Morning Beat. You know, these conversations, as you said, are so, so important. And the way to destigmatize de- uh, HIV and AIDS, is, uh, not just today, uh, but but 365 days a year, is by having these conversations and by people like you doing the good work. Uh, thank you so much. If our listeners do want to know more about what you are doing at the Desert AIDS Project, uh, how can they find you? I would recommend everybody going to daphealth.org, and you will see a range of services that we provide. And, yes, today is the 33rd uh, World AIDS Day, but DAP Health, about 30% of our patients are living with HIV. The majority of our patients are actually HIV negative. So DAP Health offers primary care, mental health services, dental services, an on-site Walgreens, a lab corp a wellness center, a full range of wraparound vital health services outside of just HIV care. That is so That's fantastic. Amazing. Thank, Thank you, you so much, so CJ. Much. Thank you, CJ. Thank you for having me. Have of a great course. day. You, you too, honey. All right, coming up, we're looking forward to our very own holiday parties, but what happens if the booze runs out? Find out this national crisis happening next. Tell me something good. We'll tell you something good. Uh, we've come a long way in this fight against HIV and AIDS, and as we continue recognizing World AIDS Day today uh, and every day, uh, it's important that we all know how we can help a little bit more so we can get to a get to a time and an era where maybe our next generation has no idea what HIV AIDS even are. Mm-hmm. Like they don't even know, they just they remember they learned about it in history books, and it's not something we have to deal with anymore because this epidemic's been going on for forty years, and whether it's impacted you directly or not. It, I feel it's impacted every single person in our community. Absolutely, I'm I'm negative, and I and and I and I hope to stay negative. But I also know that if that were to ever change, it's no longer the death sentence that it once was. A thousand percent. Um, and we're we can live full, happy, productive lives, but there's still the stigma. So in order to get rid of the stigma, which is almost just as bad as the de- disease in some ways, uh, here are some ways you can help. How about this? Okay. Know your status. Get tested. 
You know, I, I remember the first time I ever got tested and my college professor, it was the first time I ever had sex. I did it one time and I thought, I'm going to get AIDS and die. Yeah. And that was the reality in, you know, in the 1990s for many of us young queer kids. And I got tested in my... My uh, theater professor, so cliche, uh, Stephen Berwind was his name, and he uh, he said, "Listen, go get tested. You're okay. Just breathe. It's going to take a week to get your results, which yeah. was crazy back then. Um, but that was the scariest week of my life. And he said, regardless of what the results are, you're going to be okay. Yeah. Knowing your status, knowing whatever your health issue may be, knowing, knowing. is better than not. Well, I think that's something that always um, keeps people talking is the stigmas we put on HIV mm. and AIDS and not truly understanding how far we've come. Many people have fears, prejudices, and negative attitudes about HIV and AIDS that might not be rooted in facts. What is fact? Stigma leads to discrimination, which can marginalize the HIV-affected community. Uh, as a 24-year-old, uh, Moore looks back on his diagnosis back in 2014 that's when he realized he had to get past his own thoughts and misconceptions about hiv he said all i actually heard was you're probably going to die soon it was very difficult for him to realize that well, this is someone who's diagnosed and had to learn themselves in yes, real time yes but i had a neighbor who was hiv positive and he used to keep his house really 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 spotless and finally i said why do you do that like just it's just you that lives here and he said look i'm hiv positive and i was like oh i okay and he said I just want to have everything very like clean and organized and always keep my immune good uh, but that was sort of the first time I like met somebody he was my yeah. neighbor in my hometown and um, and he was able to totally live a long and, and healthy life and even beyond that there's the stigma of like those with HIV or AIDS are dirty in some way yeah, that, they was, did the, something that wrong. was the narrative for so long um, so to present you know that clean environment I think is also there's, there's layers to that so it's important to educate yourself and spread the word but also also, be an ally like you were to your neighbor. Be an ally. If you know somebody who has HIV or AIDS, uh, listen, this is not a Ryan White situation anymore. As tragic as that, well, like, this is not totally. that. Uh, it's a different world. And, you know, I have friends who are in, you know, full committed relationships uh, where one partner is positive and one is negative and, and they're, they're having full sexual lives in a complete relationship. And that has been the standard for a while. So if you don't know research and try to find a way to be an ally to somebody uh, to somebody near you who might be affected. Absolutely. And finally, uh, you can donate to AIDS-related causes. Uh, HIV and AIDS-related chari- charities aim to prevent new infections by encouraging safer sexual behavior and distributing prevention methods. Uh, now, although none of these can cure HIV or AIDS, some charities additionally fund research for a cure, and that is truly what we need the most. Now, this Tell Me Something Good is always brought to you by Tell Me... Uh, Uh, by mcdonald's tis the season to treat yourself and drink up the holiday joy now get a small peppermint mocha hot or iced for only two dollars prices and participation may vary Uh, as always thank you for listening to our show take care of yourselves today hug your loved ones a little tighter the world is a crazy place and uh, we'll have a show for you tomorrow as always we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.